Today is Monday, May 3rd, and as always, we got a lot of basketball to discuss. So on today's episode, we're going to be talking about the Western Conference, who's coming out the Western Conference, and why it's probably not going to be the Lakers. We're also going to be talking about the Eastern Conference and the New York Knicks, of course. But not only are we going to be talking about the Eastern Conference, we're going to be talking about a few teams. I wanted to touch on the Charlotte Hornets with the return of... The potential rookie of the year, LaMelo Ball. Uh, we got to talk about Milwaukee and the trouble they may bring to Brooklyn. And like I said, we're going to be talking about the Knicks and all the great things that have been going on with that team. So stay tuned for that. But anyway, let's get right into it, y'all. So I was watching the jump. Any, any basketball fans that are listening to this podcast, they probably know about the jump with Rachel Nichols on ESPN. And... I saw something actually on social media uh, yesterday about LeBron's comments on the playing game, and I wasn't feeling it, y'all. I'm not going to lie. That's the first thing I wanted to address on today's show. I wasn't really feeling his comments. I'm going to pull it up just to make sure I'm quoting him word for word on exactly what he said, but he said something that I, that really just kind of rubbed me the wrong way because I feel like you know we're at this point in the season so for him to be saying his comments, let me make sure I pull it up. For him to be saying these comments, it's kind of like, you know, kind of annoying to hear coming from him. So LeBron says, whoever came up with that shit needs to be fired. Now, initially, I thought this was a quote, you know, that reporters got from him. I didn't actually see the video of him saying it himself. So I really wanted to, I wanted to get some context behind it. So on, on the jump today, they showed, you know, the, the video and it is exactly what I thought it was. It was, you know, LeBron kind of, kind of, you know, coming up with, ex- I wouldn't even say coming up with excuses, but kind of like crying a little bit about the playing game. And, you know, I just feel like if you're the best, the best, if they consider you the best basketball player, you know, in the NBA, your voice obviously holds a lot of weight. So for you to get up on, on a stand and, and say whoever came up with that needs to be fired. Come on, Bron. I expect a lot more from you. You know, as the best player in the NBA, we hold you to a higher standard. You know, I don't. I didn't hear LeBron complaining last season when his team wasn't, you know, in the conversation for a playing game because he was sitting at the top of the Western Conference. You know, for most of this season, the Lakers were sitting at the top of the, the Western Conference. But because, you know, the Lakers have been dealing with injuries, as as many other teams have been dealing with, um, and they've fallen to the sixth spot in the, the Western Conference. They're now in that conversation with Dallas and Portland, 
you know, they're tied right now for that sixth spot. And, you know, they could end up potentially playing, be in that playing game, especially because with all that being said, LeBron is still not fully healthy yet. Anthony Davis is back, but he's not playing, you know, he's not come to full form yet. So the Lakers don't really look that good. As a matter of fact, I think they lost the last, like their last four, not last four, but they lost, you know, four out of the last six games, if I'm not mistaken. So there's a left to be said about the Lakers who in the beginning of the season, if you guys remember, I had going to the champion, I had them as the favorites to win a championship. That is before, you know, James Harden was traded to Brooklyn and, and all that good stuff. So yeah, I just didn't really like that coming from him because like I said, LeBron, you're the best player in the world, right? If you're saying that, first of all, I, I told you guys, I really love the playing. I love the, I love the, um, the playing because I feel like it, it makes players, it keeps, it keeps teams accountable. You know, even the teams that aren't necessarily in the playoff, you know, in the original playoff format with the first eight teams, teams that are in the, now in the, you know, ninth, 10th spot, even 11th, 12th spot, you know, are now still playing for something. You know, they're not necessarily trying to tank to get a better spot in the lottery. They're playing, to, you know, they're competing. And I think that makes the NBA more exciting. Granted, now this season, we've been dealing with COVID and, you know, players having to sit out because of protocol and stuff like that. So it's been a rocky, rocky, rocky season. I can't, I can't even admit, you know, players are dealing with injuries and back-to-back games. So I get that some players may be a little, I guess, frustrated with the fact that there's going to be extra games. But I don't think that we should knock it just because... LeBron is so used to being at the top, and right now he's sitting in, a, in an uncomfortable situation. So because the best player in the NBA is saying that, you know, whoever came up with that system should be fired. Now, imagine if they did fire this person. Are you cool? Are you comfortable? Or can you live with yourself knowing that you, you cost somebody their job because you didn't necessarily feel comfortable with the competition of a playing game, LeBron? I think that's something that you need to ask yourself. You know, I think, you know, I mean, I don't know LeBron personally, but I feel like that's something that he probably looks back. He's probably going to look back at that interview per se, you know, because usually LeBron is very politically correct. And I think that's one of those statements that he he probably wishes he took back because I don't think it was necessary for you to say it, it kind of makes you feel it, it makes me feel like he's copping a plea, you know, um, because all season we've been saying no matter what, no matter where the, the Lakers land, if as long as they're healthy by the time playoffs come, they're going to be fine. So hearing him say that makes me feel like even if they are healthy and they lose, it's just going to like, he's going to kind of use the plan as, you know, a scapegoat or whatever. But hey, man, they, I think the system works. I think they're going to keep the system. I think the plan is here to stay. And I think players and, and, and also owners, like example, Mark Cuban, for the Dallas Mavericks was also complaining a little bit. And I think that you're only complaining because your, your team, again, weren't wasn't in that position last year. But teams that, you know, are necessarily, are not necessarily, you know, top of the, the conference have an opportunity, you know, to make a name for themselves, a la Phoenix, who won all eight of their bubble games last year and still managed to miss the playoffs, right? Or a team like Portland, who was looking at the bottom looking in and managed to make the playoffs, so it, it gives a lot of different teams opportunities. And I think LeBron shouldn't be so scared. And he needs to just man up and continue to play his best basketball like, he, like he's been doing and stop complaining. As a LeBron, you know, as, as someone that is a, as a basketball fan, you know, I respect LeBron. I think that he is the best player in the, in, the, in the game. But I do believe that he needs to, you know, act like it sometimes. 
and not and not you know complain or cry or comment if you're not gonna you know say something that's you know necessarily if you're not gonna say anything that's beneficial towards the game I don't think you should comment on it especially if you're gonna downplay it because it's not in your favor um, that's as much as I wanted to say about about that I do believe that you know the Lakers are still gonna be in the playoffs right now they're in the sixth spot so if they were in the sixth spot they would be playing the number three seed which is the Denver Nuggets in the first round and to be honest with you the way Denver's been playing with the favorite to win MVP right now and Nikola Jokic I'm not necessarily sure the Lakers want to see Denver in the first round and so uh, ironically the playing game would probably work in LeBron's favor if he had to go up against a Phoenix or or a Utah who are sitting at the top of the Western Conference even though those two teams are sitting at the top of the Western Conference I think that as a matter of fact nah I don't think you want to see them either because the way they've been playing they, they will really have the Lakers, you know, sharing bricks too. Ooh. But honestly, at this point, I think you just need to sh put up and shut up, LeBron. I think that, you know, obviously um, you're, you're dealing with injuries. Your whole team is dealing with injuries. But every team is dealing with injuries. And nobody else is complaining. You have the, the, bigger, the biggest voice in the NBA. And I think you need to just, uh, you know, pick yourself up by your bootstraps and get it. Win or lose. Just get on the court and do what you got to do. Put it, out, put it all out there like you've been doing. And don't complain. You know, it's still, first of all, there's still time for him to push his team. You know, he's not playing tonight. I think they're playing against the Denver Nuggets tonight, actually. Um, and, yeah, man, you still got a few games. I think you got about eight games left. They still can solidify a spot in the playoffs. And even if not, like, what are you so scared of? Regardless, you're going to have to see these teams anyway. So if it's about the games, um, if it's about the extra games, I don't necessarily think that, you know, I'm not in the NBA, so I can't necessarily comment too much on that. But I don't necessarily think that it makes much of a difference at this point. Like, all, all players are tired and beaten up. And, hey, man, if, if it comes down to it and you have to play in, do what you got to do. But anyway, let's, I wanted to take a, a second to look at the Western Conference right now. I feel like the Western Conference is setting up to be a, a, a very entertaining time for the playoffs when the playoffs come around and even the playing um i've been i've been peeping the standings a lot portland is is boiling out of control you know they're on a four game winning streak which i love right now they're in the seventh spot like i told like i said before so they could sneak in to the sixth spot fifth spot and i had to be in a plane which i would love for dame you know i would love that to be honest with you if there's any team that i want to see lose their spot it's the Dallas Mavericks. Not necessarily because I hate the Dallas Mavericks or because Chris Tazpozingas got traded and, you know, he's not living up to the hype over there. Um, but more importantly, because New York has Dallas's pick in the in the draft. So if Dallas was to accidentally fall into the playing game, you know, in the sixth spot, or I mean the seventh spot, and they had to play a Memphis or a Golden State or a San Antonio, I think there's a good chance that Dallas would have a hard time with those games, you know, especially with, a, with how Steph is playing right now. If he had to play Steph, Luka versus Steph would be one for the ages. So I'm hoping Dallas falls a little bit. I'm not going to lie. As biased as it may seem, I hope Dallas falls. I'm hoping that, you know, Golden State could find a way to make it to the playoffs because, you know, as much as people have been trying to stun on Steph, he shut everybody up this season. Everybody that said that, you know, he needed... Clay, he needed KD, he needed Draymond, all these guys to, to put up the numbers that he's been putting up. He's been doing it, I mean, with Draymond, basically, he's been putting up. He's leading the league in, in, in scoring. So I would love to see Steph, what Steph can do on his own. 
even though I don't necessarily think he'll go f- too far, I would love to see what he can do in the playoffs by himself. Uh, who else? Now, San Antonio, I've never really cared for. Right now, their team is very young. Besides like guys like DeMar DeRozan, I'm not necessarily amped up to see them in the playoffs. But watch out for those Clippers, man. The Clippers right now are sitting at the fourth spot. If the playoffs were to start today, they would be playing Dallas, which would be a great rematch from last year. I would love to see that. Um, especially if Chris Porzingis could come back healthy, which I'm not even sure at this point what, what his status is. But that would be a, a very fun and entertaining matchup to watch. Obviously, Phoenix and Utah are sitting at the top spots. And Devin Booker and Donovan Mitchell, some of my favorite guards in the league right now, are doing their thing. And right now, if the playoffs were to start, Memphis would actually be in the eighth spot playing Phoenix, which would be fun, Ja versus Devin. But obviously, I got Phoenix coming out. And you got Portland versus Utah, which that's going to be tough. Utah is obviously one of the best defensive teams. And Portland, you never know, man. Dame being one of the clutch, most clutch performers in the NBA, anything can happen with that performance. But let's move to the Eastern Conference for a little bit. And let's talk about this matchup between Milwaukee and Brooklyn a, a few days ago. I think it was yesterday, if I'm not mistaken. So... Obviously, I got Brooklyn as the favorites coming out the East, but I've been saying this for the last few episodes that Philadelphia and Milwaukee could really give Brooklyn problems. And as we saw in that matchup uh, yesterday, Giannis versus KD is a is a lot more exciting than we once thought. Granted, now KD is by far the better, more skilled player, right? Better shooter, better handle of the ball. Better touch on the basketball, everything. So, in that matchup, I, I have KD favored. Um, but I do believe that Giannis could give Brooklyn a lot of problems, as he did. You know, KD scored, I believe, 42 points, 43 points maybe in that game. And Giannis outdid him by scoring 49. Now, I'm not saying that Giannis is going to come out and score 49 every game. But I do believe that he has the heart. Uh, Milwaukee has the heart and the defense to really give Brooklyn a run for their money. I don't think that, you know, I do believe that if Brooklyn is healthy, they could, if at their best, sweep the whole Eastern Conference. But at the same time, with this in the same breath, if they're not at their best, they could definitely get tossed. I don't know about the first round, because in the first round right now, Brooklyn would end up playing a seventh-seeded Boston team, which I don't think Boston, honestly, they haven't been playing their best basketball. And they just and I think Jason Tatum and, and Jalen just suffered injuries, so I'm not even sure what they're going to be looking like when playoffs come around. But I don't necessarily think that the Celtics can handle Brooklyn. I think Brooklyn is going to make light work of the Boston Celtics. But here's where it gets interesting, because, because Brooklyn is in the second spot. Oh, actually, I don't think it would be as interesting. Because initially, I thought Brooklyn was going to be in the first seed in New York. The New York Knicks are in the fourth seed. And Atlanta's in the fifth seed right now. So if, if New York were to play Atlanta, honestly, I like my chances. I don't know about y'all listening right now. As much as they, you know, people want to hate on the Knicks, they've been, they've been great all season. And I think that they can compete with all of the teams in the Eastern Conference. I don't necessarily think they can beat every team in the Eastern Conference. But Atlanta, the Atlanta Hawks, the Boston Celtics, the Miami Heat, those are the teams that I definitely think New York could, could win, could surprise a lot of people and win those those series. So if New York were to end up seeing Brooklyn in that second round, that would be absolutely fantastic. Now, I'm not saying that New York is going to win, 
But regardless, there's no pressure on New York if that happens. You know what I'm saying? For the fact that New York is sitting at the fourth spot right now, there's no pressure on New York to do anything at this point. Even if New York were to fall into a playoff game, which at this point they've solidified their spot at minimum to the player playing games. Like at, at right now, even if the Knicks were to lose every every game for the rest of the season, they're guaranteed a playing spot. So they've already achieved a lot more than most people give them credit for. So I think if they were to make it to the second round, first of all, New York would be on fire, right? The battle of the boroughs would be insane. And New York, even if they lose that series, they win because you got to remember around this, around two years ago at this point, around last two summers ago, we were in that conversation for Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and we ended up getting Julius Randle and everybody was cracking on us like, oh my God, wasted a whole bunch of money. And now look at us. The fact that we might, we might be able to see them, you know, in the playoffs, we're not too far off. We're not too far off and we got a lot of money to work with. So I'm going to keep on repeating that, y'all. Watch out for the Knicks. In the next few seasons, I would not be surprised at this point if I'm talking about the Knicks fighting for a being championship contenders. But again, I don't want to get ahead of myself. We're going we're gonna to get to the Knicks in a, in a second. Also in the Eastern Conference, Philadelphia is holding down that number one spot again. Joel Embiid is back, and he's continuing to ball out, and he's giving everybody problems. I'm not sure what what the team what any team is going to do with him in the playoffs, and I'm praying that they could stay healthy because for the last few seasons I've been saying that Philadelphia could take this, y'all. Joel Embiid is a is that type of guy. Ben Simmons, I'm not necessarily sold on, but he's defensively he's there, and I, and apparently offensively he's coming into his own. Even though he's not necessarily he's not necessarily a shooter, he's found his ways, you know, to to be effective on the offensive end. So, I at this point, y'all, I, I was I thought I was sure. Who the, who the championship favorites were. But after this season that we've been having, after what LeBron is saying, all the injuries and, and everything going on, I really do not know who's going to win it. And I actually love that this season. I hate knowing. I hate just being able to predict, like, oh, yeah, Golden State's taking it this year easily. You, there's no way you're beating a Golden State team, right? Even Brooklyn, when they first got together, I'm like, eh, I didn't really like that because I'm like, why, why are you stacking the deck again? But even now... As much as Brooklyn is doing well, I'm not 100% sure that they're going to win it. So I guess we're going to have to wait and see what the playoffs look like when that comes around. But anyway, let's get to the most important part of the show. Shout out to all my New York Knicks fans listening in right now. If, you, if you've been paying attention since the last episode, which I'm pretty upset about because the last episode I shot, the Knicks were on a nine-game winning streak. And before that, before that game that night, I recorded that the episode and I said that, you know, I hope to win the Knicks win this game tonight against Phoenix, which they lost to end that win that to end that winning streak. But since then they haven't lost again. So right now we're on a two game winning streak. We beat the Chicago Bulls and then we just beat Houston yesterday. We just dismantled Houston yesterday. And tonight we got a game against the Memphis Grizzlies, which I'm hoping that we could take because if we do win this win this game tonight, the Knicks will finally, after eight seasons, have a winning record. For the first time in eight seasons, the Knicks will have a winning record above 500. Right now we're at 36 and 28. So if we get this win, we'll be at 37 and 28 with eight games left, which would be amazing for us. I love that for us. Um, so. Yeah, man, stay tuned for that. I think that I think we really have a good chance of winning this game tonight. This road trip is only going to get harder. You know, we started off on a good foot. Hopefully, we can continue that off. 
especially the way Julius Randle has been playing lately. His last, I think, 10 games, he's averaging like 31 points on like 50% shooting, 40-something percent from the three-point line. Y'all know how to go. Y'all know how that goes. But at this point, I'm, I'm, it's a lock for me that Julius Randle is going to get the most improved. Anybody listening, I'm willing to put some money up. I'm willing to, you know, make any other bets because I do got some money coming in for the Knicks this season already. So if anybody wants to make bets that I think Julius Randle is going to be the most improved, I also think that um, Emmanuel quickly is obviously going to be on a first team uh, or rookie. He better be, you know, especially after what they did to to R.J. Barrett last year. I'd be very disappointed if he didn't make it. Coach Tibbs is going to he's going to be a candidate for Coach E. I don't know if he's going to necessarily win it, but we're going to have to see about that. I think the the only coaches that are, you know, ahead of him are obviously Quinn Snyder in Utah and Monty Williams in Phoenix. Those those two coaches have been doing an excellent job keeping those two teams at the top of the Western Conference. So, if those two win it, I wouldn't have an issue. But if any other coach wins Coach Day over Tom Thibodeau this year, I'd be very, very devastated because I think that New York deserves all the flowers this year. I think that all the accolades that we could possibly get, we deserve it. Julius Randle, like I said, deserves most improved. Uh, IQ deserves to be on all-rookie. Nerlens Noel deserves to be all-defensive. Who else? I wouldn't be surprised if another Nick player made all-defensive team, whether it was Reggie Bullock, you know, or hmm, I'm not sure. Maybe... Maybe Taj Gibson, you know, as much. He, I don't know if he necessarily has played enough minutes to be in that conversation, but Taj has been amazing for us coming off the bench with Mitchell Robinson out. You know, and now that Nerlens Noel may be dealing with, you know, another ankle injury, Taj is probably going to have to play more minutes. So he's been doing great for us. We've been playing winning basketball. So all those guys that I mentioned deserve their flowers and deserve some type of accolades for it. Let's see. The Knicks, what else was going on with the Knicks right now, man? Uh, Y'all already know how I feel about RJ. RJ's continuing to ball out. He's about to go up against the rookie of the year, uh, the reigning rookie of the year. You know, the guy that got drafted right before him. And everybody, you know, pegged better than RJ, which at the moment he's probably slightly better. But another hot take that I have is that I think that by the end of their careers, RJ's probably going to have the better career than both Zion and Jean Morant. So yeah, that's my hot take for today's episode. You could you could take that to the bank. I think that right now where they're positioned, based on based on where they're positioned right now, I think that RJ has the best chance of winning a championship right now. Um, you know, with what the, the Knicks have been doing, with what they're capable of doing in the next few seasons. Don't get me wrong. I think that Memphis definitely has a great team. I love the Memphis team. You know, young, gritty, and grimy. I love that. Like, I love their aggression. Um, but I don't necessarily think in the West they're gonna move. They're gonna go as far as the Knicks are gonna go in the East. The same thing with the Pelicans. I think that the Pelicans are gonna be exciting because Zion's there, Bi's there, Lonzo's there right now. But I don't think that Zion is gonna get to the promised land in New Orleans. As a matter of fact, I don't even know if Zion's gonna end his career in New Orleans. He might be out after his rookie seat, after his rookie deal. So there's a lot left to be determined with that. But anyway, Ja versus RJ tonight. I'm expecting RJ to have a, a great performance because he, I think he likes to play up to the rookies in his class. Anytime he's playing the rookies in his class, I think he has a chip on his shoulder. And I love that about RJ. 
you know, he had, it's crazy how in his, you know, when he was in college, coming out of college, they used to call him the Maple Mama because he was from Canada. And he had that attitude and people tried to clown him, especially after Kobe passed. It was like, yeah, you got to let that, that name, you know, that name die. Which in order to respect the Kobe Bryant, you know, we, we, we can let that name, you know, we can let that name go. But I can totally understand why they called him the Maple Mamba. This kid has the heart. He has the work ethic as the attitude and the drive to be a winner. He's a winning basketball player, winning mentality. You know, he has a very short-term memory when it comes to bad games. He could have a, a very bad first half and then the next half come out and just start going crazy. You know, he's averaging right now 39% from the three-point line. This kid was supposed to be a shoot, somebody that couldn't shoot or somebody that was struggling to shoot coming out of college. And now look at him at 20 years old. I can go on forever, but I, I won't. I'm really excited right now, but I'm going to leave it at that, y'all. Thank y'all for listening to me. Uh, by the way, I'm, I'm working on something exciting for the LaVarsity Ball Show. I'm, I'm going to start trying to do some LaVarsity Ball Show lives on my Instagram. I know a lot of, of my listeners have been you know, asking me about how they can get on the show. And I think that's something that I definitely want to start doing. So stay tuned for that. It's going to probably start maybe around a playoff time, hopefully. And definitely uh, going into next season. So there's a, there's a lot that I'm working on and planning for the show. So hopefully you guys stay with me, continue to support. And until next time, y'all, later.